This message was recorded at World Changes Church Gold Coast. It is our hope and mission that you further your understanding of grace and are empowered for change. <laughs> He's worthy to be praised. Amen. Man, we come this Sunday and we just pray, Father. We open up our hearts and our minds to who you are, the great I am. You said unto Moses, when Moses said, who shall you say has sent me? You said, say that I am. When the disciples were traveling in Caesarea Philippi, Jesus asked the disciples, who do you say that I am? Many guessed, but not many knew. But God, through Peter, he said, it has to be you, the, the son of God, Jesus, the Messiah, the anointed one. Father, today we celebrate who you are. Today on Easter, we celebrate the gift you gave so that we could be free. It's in Jesus' name we prayed and we all said, amen. amen. And we all said, amen. amen. There's not many Easter's that pass by that I don't shed a few tears, Amen. I can't watch something about the great gift that we received so that we could be free. I can't, uh, I can't just look and gaze upon that cross that was meant for destruction, constructed for death, but Jesus used it as a way to make life for us all. Amen? Where the grave that was rolled back on the third day, he shouted out with victory, with a silent step out into the sunlight, Without even a clap or a shout, victory was made by the first step. Amen? Amen? We have that victory today. You have that victory today. Amen? Amen. We have that victory today. And you say, well, I don't know this man named Jesus. That doesn't matter. Before you accepted him... He did not need your approval, nor did he ask your permission to die for you. He went to the cross knowing that you may never accept him, but he still said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. That wasn't just for the people staring and glaring. That was for any of you. Amen. 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 That was for any of you that would stare and gaze upon his glory and the gift he gave because there will be a day like this painting so eloquently shows, there will be a day where he steps out and says, here are my blood-bought, price-paid, victory saints of God. Welcome them in, Father, for I know who they are. They've been my servants. They've been my friends. Welcome in, good and faithful servant. Amen? Amen. Are you excited today? Amen, that was free. That's not even a part of the message. That's just my excitement for who he is. So look at your neighbor and say, it's going to be a good day. Amen. Let me tell you why it's going to be a good day. Because there was, there was a day prior to this day. There were days prior to this day that we symbolically celebrate. <coughs> there was Jesus walking in. Riding on a donkey, coming in, and they shouted and sung Hosanna. There was Jesus being betrayed in an upper room while celebrating Passover, but making a revelation of Passover that this is the body. This is the blood shed for each one of us. Take and eat of my body and drink of my blood. 
Amen? There was days before that, there was a night before the victory that was won on the cross where they beat him and tore at him and ripped his beard from his chin and wrapped him up in chains. But silent as a lamb led to the slaughter, he stayed quiet. He could have called 10,000 angels as you've heard every Easter from that cross. But instead, he said, I'm willing to go. And he looked and said, into thy hands I commit my spirit. It is finished. And with one breath, he gave up the ghost, went into death, hell, and the grave. And if the devil would have only knew what he was actually doing was to help fulfill the law, he would have never allowed Jesus to get on that cross. Could you imagine when Jesus came into that room, into Sheol, and walked up, and the enemy was there, and he's like, what are you doing here? How are you standing? Why don't I have control over you? And for Jesus to say, you never had control of anything. So not only do you no longer not have control, I'm going to take all the power you have by fulfilling the law and making me the sacrifice. Amen? Amen. And when I say me, I mean Jesus. I love the fact that when Jesus rose... There was a first fruit offering of souls that came with him. I love the fact that when Jesus rose, the veil rent. I love the fact that when Jesus rose, they were still a doubting Thomas. I love the fact that when Jesus rose, that he was graceful and merciful not to say, Oh, you of unbelief, go and die and not be welcome in my kingdom. Instead, he said, Touch the holes in my hand and the hole on my side and know that I am the risen Savior. Amen? Amen. That is the king we have today. We don't have a defeated king. We don't have a dead story. We don't have somebody that transcended into higher thinking. No, we have someone that ascended into heaven to sit on the right hand of the Father making intercession for us at any time that we fall so that we can have the revelation of it is finished. So you might have came in today saying, I'm not worthy. Can I tell you, none of us are worthy. And can I tell you, his forgiveness was available to you long before you ever accepted it. Can I tell you that his redemption for your life, his reconciliation, his atonement, everything that he had for you is available for you before you ever even saw it. Because see, we think we need his permission or he needs our permission to be saved. But see, he's been talking through the ages of time, Hubert. Crying out to mankind saying, turn ye, turn ye and live. And he stopped crying out saying, change your ways. Because see, that didn't work through the law. He stopped saying, obey me and then I'll save you. No, he started saying, just know that I love you. And through my love, you'll be able to walk as I walked. Amen? Amen? Too many people are trying to walk as he walked through the Ten Commandments, through reciting memory verses, through repenting every time they get up and saying, Lord, for the sins I know I've committed and the sins I don't know that I've committed. Can I tell you, you're no longer a sinner. You're just someone that occasionally sins. (laughs) 
Somebody needs to write that down. You're no longer a sinner. You're just someone that occasionally sins. See, sin no longer has power over you, and it no longer separates you from God because, see, the price that was paid on the cross settled once and for all the debt that separates us. Amen? Because God reconciled us as we talked last Sunday. But see, we keep trying to justify ourselves. Look at your neighbor and say, stop doing that. Look at your other neighbor and say, stop doing that. Stop trying to justify yourself. Somebody said, I better, wear, I better look good because I don't want them to know how I really feel on the inside. Listen, no matter how you dress yourself up, if you have not accepted what was freely given, you can't change how you feel by any act that you do. Because, see, justification was a free gift. And it does not consist of you. It consists of him. Romans 3 and 24. Uh, let's actually go to Romans 3 and 23. Back up one. And let's go in the Amplified. Romans 3 and 23 in the Amplified through 24. We keep trying to justify ourselves. We keep picking up our cross and carrying it. But see, that's a misinterpretation of Scripture. The cross you're trying to carry is not the one of sacrifice. The cross you need to carry is the one of justification. Since all have sinned and all fallen short of the honor and glory which God bestows, which God bestows and receives, all are justified and made upright in right standing with God freely and gratuitously. I cannot say that word right ever. By his grace, his unmerited favor and mercy through the redemption which is provided in Christ Jesus. Can I tell you a revelation of the cross? Through one man, sin was, and death was placed on everyone. You were born a sinner, and it seems a little unfair because you didn't have nothing to do with it. You and your mom and, just, you and, your mom and dad, and they just decided to get together and have a baby, and you were just born. But look at you. You came with a price tag called sin and a debt called death. But see, Jesus knew that, and he spoke to you. In your, God knew that, and he spoke to you in your mother's womb, and he said, you know what? I want you to remember that a long time ago, through one man, all men are justified. Amen? We need to stop telling people that they're a sinner and they better get right or get left. Amen? And we need to start telling people, don't worry about it, just take the ticket. Just take what's been freely given. Stop trying to make yourself right. Stop trying to take a shower. Stop trying to clean yourself up through your own dirty actions and just receive the free gift of Jesus Christ and be redeemed, justified, reconciled, and forgiven. <clears throat> Man, I'm, a, I'm shouting so much up here, I'm already stretching vocal cords. Y'all pray for me. Jesus. Jesus. It also goes on if we look at Romans 5, 1 and 2. How do I accept this justification? How do I walk in this redemption? How do I live in this reconciliation? How do I know that the atonement, the price for my sin and death has been paid? Therefore, since we are justified, acquitted, case closed. 
Case dismissed. You've been acquitted of sin. The thing you were born with and so unfairly given by Adam has been dismissed. Amen. That's rattling some cages. Hallelujah. You've been acquitted and declared. Can I tell you when God declares a thing? He says, I bestow and I receive. He has bestowed. God has commanded righteousness on you. Somebody say it. God has commanded righteousness on me. Now say this with me. Grace sure does look good on you. Now say that to your neighbor. Grace sure does look good on you. <laughs> Neil used that as an opportunity just to gaze into his, his wife's eyes. Amen. You've been declared righteous and given right standing with God. Through faith, let us grasp the fact that we have the peace of reconciliation to hold and to enjoy peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. Verse 2. Through him also we have our access, our entrance, our introduction by faith into grace, state of God's favor in which we firmly and safely stand. Let us rejoice and exalt our hope in experiencing and enjoying the glory of God. Now some folk that have been with us for months are saying, Pastor Kyle, do you not know any other scriptures in Romans 5, 1 and 2? I do. I just want you to get it to know it. I want you to know it as well as I do, but not to know the scripture out of memory. Know the author that wrote it and said, I have freely given you access to an inheritance that is yours. You have righteousness. I've declared it on you. Amen. Amen. You need to stop looking at your past to define your present because your past is prophesying your future before you even walk into the next day because your guilt and shame of what you have already been made free of. Nobody's holding you guilty anymore. You've been acquitted of your past. I don't care what you did last summer. I don't care what you did last night. I came to give a devil the black eye that all the saints of God walk out of here today knowing that their resurrected righteousness in him is never to be dimmed or diminished by what anybody says or thinks because let me tell you something, Slewfoot, I don't care about you anymore. I'm not going to talk to you anymore. Satan, I put you on notice. You can't have one of these people. you like, praise God, can you do that? Sure can. Says you have power to command angels, don't you? I mean, I know people change, but Satan was, used to be an angel. Hallelujah. I can say, get thee behind me. I can say, go back to your place. I think I've got a place reserved for him. It's right about here. Amen. On the bottom of my foot. I got a reservation for, for Satan, and it's no longer in my mind or in my house. It's underneath my feet. Amen. Amen. Somebody look, look at your neighbor and say, put him where he belongs. Y'all like, Pastor, you done, you done lost it. No, no, no. I just tired of messing with the enemy. Hallelujah. You good? You excited? So I'm going to talk to you about some keys today to understand what you received on the cross. Say this with me, forgiveness. No, 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 no. I need everybody. Say this with me, forgiveness. Somebody say atonement. Somebody say justification. Somebody say reconciliation. Now somebody shout redemption. There we go. Let's not diminish the power of what was achieved through the action of the cross to the resurrected day when Jesus came. To the ascended glory, to the 
placed power inside of you by the Holy Spirit, let's look at why the enemy doesn't want you to understand what I'm about to tell you today. The enemy doesn't want you to understand that out of love, Christ came to accomplish eternal redemption. Out of love, Christ came to accomplish eternal redemption. Look at the one key word I'm using there, eternal redemption. Not just a one-time go and get. Now, I realize from last Sunday I talked about going and getting a turkey at Target. The, the, the Targets here don't have grocery stores in them like they do in America. So I could have been better off by having, saying, going to get a turkey or a chicken at Kohl's. And that might have been a little bit more understandable. So let's just let's go there. How, how would you like it? If you could go to Kohl's and get anything you want off the shelf at any time, would that be cool? I don't know if Kohl's would like it, but I think it would be cool. But see, there's a thing that came through redemption that says, I shall supply all your needs according to my riches and glory. We have an open ticket to go and require of whatever is in the storehouse of heaven and deposit it into our lives through the redeeming factor of the cross and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Can I tell you, you've not been walking into the store lately and pulling stuff off the shelf because you wonder if anybody's looking or whether you deserve it or not. It is time to go back to the storehouse and say, it is mine because it is finished see there's a whole aisle of healing just for me <laughs> there's a whole aisle of prosperity just for me there's a whole aisle of joy just for me hallelujah <laughs> there's a whole aisle of goody good good that I can't even explain or put a word on it that's just for me amen but it's time that I walk down my aisle and say, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine, and devil, you ain't taking it away from me no more. This is my rightful place and position because I'm seated in heavenly places. <laughs> I keep trying to receive from this world that can only give me what it can provide through its poisoned, cursed ground. Why don't I just call forth from the promised revelation of Jesus Christ through the resurrected man and receive the fullness of him? Amen? Is that good? Is that good? Pastor, how do I do that? Romans 5 and 2. See, you, 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 thought, I was just, you thought I was just repeating it. Romans 5 and 2. By, through our faith. Through also we have access, interest, introduction by faith into this grace. The Bible also says in another scripture that we enter into the throne room with boldness, seeking out mercy in times of need. Can I tell you, it don't matter what's going on in heaven. You, he, I could imagine if God is having one of the most biggest, largest diplomatic meetings in heaven with all the people sitting around and all the angels and deciding forces, and I'm just making you a story so you can understand what I'm saying. You can run up in the middle of that, hop up on your daddy's lap and say, I need. Amen? God's not too busy for you. Amen? Tap your neighbor and say, God's not too busy. God's not too busy. <laughs> In Christ's redemption, Christ firstly, he makes atonement for our sins. Secondly, justifies us. Thirdly, reconciles us back to God. Christ himself became a righteousness 
sanctification and redemption for us. He became everything we needed to walk on this earth so that we could receive this free gift called grace. He even received sin as a sinless man on his back, but not just the current sin of the current age, but all sin for all time, past, present, and future. So please don't let anybody tell you that you need to get right before you take communion. Please don't let anybody tell you that you need to repent before you come to church. Please don't let nobody tell you that you need to, oh, before you pray and before Pastor Kyle's going to let you get up there, your home's got to be right. Let me tell you, if God looked at all of our private corners of our minds, they might be some that nobody would want to look at. Amen. So we need to stop talking about each other because Christ paid the price for all the in our lives. Y'all are like, Pastor, what were you thinking there? I need to know the word because, see, I, don't, I, I need to know the word. I, I don't want to corrupt my mind with a bad word. I, I don't know whatever word came to your mind is what's working in your mind. I, I thought, ook, ook, you know, I just didn't want to say it out loud. What did you think? See, you're sinners. No, you're not. You're saved. <laughs> oh, my goodness, I just had a bad thought because the pastor didn't put the word there that I was supposed to think. No, 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 you're human. Surprise. All right. Jesus came so that you could live eternally with him. And he paid that price. So I I was raised when I first came to church that even your thoughts will condemn you. I thought Jesus Christ helped me. (laughs) They don't know how I think. I was in that message going, I'm done. You know. That's why the Bible says renew your mind through the word of God. So that you stop thinking those things. What you let in will eventually come out. How about you just let more of him come in? And quit condemning yourself for what you let in. Just recognize it when it comes in and comes out of your mouth. Like, oh, I need to stop maybe letting some of that in. And a little bit bit more of this in. Amen? Amen? Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Let's go to Galatians 3 and 13. So Christ came in his... Christ came to accomplish eternal redemption. Christ purchased our freedom, redeeming us from the curse, the doom of the law. Uh Uh-oh. Redeeming us from the curse of the law and its condemnation. Hello. By himself becoming a curse for us, for it is written in the scriptures, curses everyone who hangs on the tree is crucified. Everyone missed the fact that Jesus paid the price for condemnation too. So when somebody's trying to condemn your actions, just say, I've been redeemed. Just, you know. I mean, it'd be cool if we all just had redemption cards with a little bit of, you know, scripture on the back. (laughs) You know, like when the FBI says, "Uh, agent so-and-so, so-and-so, read my credentials. If we just had a redemption card that said, okay, you trying to make me feel bad for who I was or who I am currently, here's my redemption card. Hallelujah. Just read that right there. I'm good. Right there. Just read third line, turn the bottom. Yep, right there. There you go. Good. You got that? Cool. Shh. <laughs> you understand? Quit letting folk tell you how bad you are when Christ said you've been, you've been free from it. Amen. You're free from the law and you're free from condemnation. Somebody shout glory. Amen. Is this good? Y'all having fun yet? I promised my son last night I was going to preach the brakes off this thing just to give the devil a black eye. Are we getting there yet? 
Amen. I, I'm, I'm, I came with it today. I'm coming with it today. Buckle up. Everybody strap in. You're about to get pinned down with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Y'all think I'm playing. Get ready. You're about to. <gasps> Holy Ghost is about to fall on you. Amen. But he's in me. Yes, he is. But corporately, there's about to be a reaction. <laughs> Redemption means to repossess at a cost. Now, I've had repossession before, and it, it wasn't cool. <laughs> I kind of walked out, and my car was gone. Like, oh, it's been repossessed at my cost. <laughs> Amen? And the cost of me getting back, what well, I had to go pay the tow fee. I had to pay the late payments. I had to pay all this other stuff. And just all this other stuff kept piling up. Like, really? Is there another dollar sign somewhere? Like, y'all got something hidden? There's a midget behind there just printing out stuff? Amen? Uh, I can't believe you said midget. We're offended. I'm redeemed. Third line from the bottom. Read right there. Okay. Redemption means to repossess at a cost. The word redeem means to purchase back something which originally was yours, but which has become lost. So Christ... One day, Adam made a mistake. Adam and Eve, they made a mistake. And then all of a sudden, he came into the garden and said, Adam, Eve, where are you? They were hiding. They're lost. Adam, Eve, they come out, jumped out, bushes, covered in fig leaves and probably looking kind of dirty because they had a glorified body. It was the first time that they'd ever seen each other. It was kind of weird. You know what I'm saying? Okay, cool. You got me right. Okay. And he said, they said, they said, why do you cover yourself, God said. And he said, oh, because we're naked. God's response was, who told you that? Who told you that? Can I tell you something? There's too many things that we're saying to God, and God's just looking back and saying, who told you that? You're a bad friend. Who told you that? You're a bad mother. Who told you that? You're a bad husband. Who told you that? You're a bad business person. Who told you that? Because it surely wasn't God. Amen? Amen? Look at your neighbor and say, who told you that? No, man, you got to get gritty with it, man. You got, you got, who told you that? Who told you that? Who told you that? Amen? Who told you that? <laughs> We need to realize that redemption, I am redeemed. Nevertheless, God did not give up on us. He paid the price. Go to Galatians 4, 4 through 5. He's like, well, you already talked about he paid the price, but I just want to say it a different way. He paid the price repossessing us at great cost. This is redemption. But when the proper time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born subject to the regulations of the law. Jesus was born subject to the regula regulations of the law. But when the proper time had fully come, let's go, go back. Yeah. The purchase to the freedom of, to ransom, to redeem, to atone for those who were subject to the law that we might be adopted and have sonship conferred upon us and be recognized as God's sons. Recognized as God's daughters. Recognized as God's children. He became and was subject under the law to fulfill the law so that you would no longer have to, so that you could be reconciled and received fully back into the kingdom without a price on you. Amen? Somebody say, I'm paid for. 
Amen? I'm paid for to be a son. I'm paid for to be a daughter. Amen? I've been redeemed. <laughs> Let somebody talk about you again. They just don't know your value. Amen? They just don't know your value. I don't get mad at folk anymore when they talk bad about me. At least I try not to. Let me not lie here in the pulpit. Hallelujah. I try not to get mad when folk talk, talk bad about me. If I can remember and remind myself before my human reaction happens, I remind myself. Wait a minute, Pastor. I'll come back to that. I, I remind myself. I remind myself. I remind myself. I said I remind myself. I'm a child of God, and they just don't know it yet. And because they don't know that, I'm not going to get mad at them. I'm just going to show them the revelation of who I am from a different response of a carnal reaction and give them a spirit reaction, give them a love reaction, give them something from my Father. Amen? Amen? Pastor Kyle, that's tough. Show is. I know. But if you, if you get more comfortable with who you are instead of being comfortable with what they say about you, <laughs> Get more comfortable, comfortable with who you are instead of who they say you are. We go on Facebook, and it's like a euphoric treat. It's like a drug field of euphoria. I wonder how many likes I got today. Oh, look at that. I got 50. I feel so good. And then put another post up that actually means something. Actually life-changing. I only got two likes. What, what's wrong with folk? And you get depressed. Well, you shouldn't have put it on there for likes or dislikes anyway. Praise God. If you're looking for people to like you, forget about it. Amen. People are like puppies. Amen. I'm going somewhere. I'm going to make you all laugh at the same time. People are like pucky, puppies. They'll just lick on you and love on you and poop on you too. <laughs> just ever had a cute little puppy? you just holding it up and it's just like licking you and it's squirming and then... Pastor, I can't even believe you made the noise. I was good without the noise. People will love on you, but they will poop on you too. So can I tell you, stop living in the fluctuation of people's like and dislike and just live in who Christ said you are so that you can be constant and stable and content. Amen. Because my price is too high for me to lower myself to poop. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm just... I just ain't playing in poop no more. Do you understand? My price is too high. I, 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 something's been paid for. That doesn't make me better than. Can I tell you? I'm not saying I'm better than people. I'm just saying I'm no longer going to allow people to put a price tag on me because Christ already did. For all those folk that were thinking, oh, he thinks he's something. No, no, no. I am a person that was the chief of sinners like Paul, and then somebody paid a price so that I could be redeemed and good again. Amen? Amen. And my price is too high to start believing that I'm bad. Amen? Amen? Amen. So I've been redeemed. Somebody shout, I've been redeemed. Amen. So atonement this and forgiveness. Let's go to forgiveness. Forgiveness of sins is the first step to God's redemption. So there's a price paid. The first step is forgiveness. Now, I need to ask Jesus for forgiveness. No, you don't. You need to accept the forgiveness he already gave you. I'm just going to pause. You don't need to ask for forgiveness. You need to accept the forgiveness that's already been given. See, your human mind... 
that has conditions for responses and receiving, your human mind can't understand why somebody's already forgiven you for wrong actions that you haven't even committed yet. If Jesus died just for a few actions of living folk, all of us would be in trouble. Amen? Amen. So he died and gave justification, redemption, and forgiveness for all in one moment when he said, it is finished, and rose again. It was established that all men are forgiven. And for all those that believe on Christ Jesus and confess with their mouth shall be saved. Have the deliverance, the instructions, the title deed, the hope in salvation. Amen? Amen. Is this making sense? This is some foundational stuff that shouldn't sound so radical, y'all, but it is radical. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. I love it. Oh, I love it when y'all get quiet. So let's go to Jeremiah 31 and 34. And we're going to come back to John 3 and 18. God gave plenty. Jeremiah 31 and 34. God gave plenty. Well, what about what I did? What about what I've said? What about who I am? What about what they say? What, what, about, what about this, Jeremiah 31 and 34? What about? What about? And they will no more teach each man his neighbor and each man his brother, saying, Know that the Lord, for they will all know me, recognize, understand, and be acquainted with me, for the least of them to the greatest, says the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity, and I will seriously remember their sins no more. Let's go to Hebrews 8 and 12. I will seriously remember their sins no more. For I will be merciful and gracious towards their sins, and I will remember their deeds of unrighteousness no more. Somebody say, no more. Only people that are reminding you of the unforgiveness and the unjustification and all the stuff that has come into their human mind of condition are reminding you because they don't walk in God's forgiveness, they walk in man's forgiveness. And man's forgiveness has conditions, but God's condition says no more. Amen? 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 Amen. Go to Hebrews 10 and 17. Everybody getting this? I, somebody shout, I'm forgiven. I'm somebody shout, I'm forgiven. I'm he then goes on to say, and their sins and their law breaking I will remember no more. Somebody shout, no more. Well, you need to make yourself right before you take communion. No more. Somebody shout, no more. You need to repent of your sins before you come to church. No more. Somebody say, no more. Somebody say, no more. Well, you need to get right. You need to get right. You need to, you need to get sanctified. You shouldn't be doing this and you shouldn't be doing that. Somebody say, no more. Amen. My little shout crowd back there. Say it again, y'all. All right. Love them. Amen. <laughs> so give the Lord a hand clap of praise. For us to receive God's forgiveness, it requires us to do nothing but to believe that we have it. But to believe that we have it. 
but to believe that we have it. Somebody say, I believe. I'm forgiven. Not only now, but forward. That does not give me the right to do whatever I want, but to live in this love that was so freely given. <laughs> Couldn't resist, could you? <laughs> so there is an atonement. A propitiation is the other word for atonement, which in the Greek means to, I would say, consile or reconcile two parties to make them one. So he says, I am your propitiation. I am your atonement for the purpose of making you one with my Father. Jesus, when he walked here on this earth alive, said, I and my Father are one. I and my Father are one. Amen? Amen? Amen. So he paid the price to bring us back to being one. When we look at the Old Testament version of this and the New Testament version of this, one means, as Amy brought out last Sunday, one means... To cover, while the other one in the New Testament through the, another cover, through the New Covenant means to completely wipe away through reconciliation. Amen? Amen? One means to cover, while the other one means to do away with. It was God's original plan, once sin came into this world, to completely do away with it. But there had to be an appointed time for Jesus to enter in. Amen? And then sin was being covered, but it wasn't being dealt with. So I, I don't sing that song that says, my sins are covered. Yeah. No, my sins are not covered. My sins are dealt with. Yes. Amen? Yes. It doesn't mean I don't like the song we sing covered here at this church. It just means I have a revelation that says dealt with. Amen? Amen? Anybody got a bill? That should be everybody. Amen? When you don't pay that bill, what happens? Right? Okay. Cool. They cut stuff off. If you had that bill right now and, and it, it was just covered, that means there's another one coming. Yeah. Amen? Amen? There's another price to be paid. But if Telstra came to you and said, you're not going to pay for your phone or Optus or Vodafone or whatever service you got, amen, came to you and said, <laughs> just had to mention them all so I wouldn't offend nobody. At least I didn't go Android or iPhone. The whole place would have been split in half. They'd have been a church split, like, poof. Android. Hi, gone. Anyway, so here's the thing. If I came to you and said that, if, if, if one of those phone companies came to you and said that you'll never have to pay the bill again, it's a life debt paid for. That means there's not another bill coming, but there might be some information to reinsure you of what you already have. Amen? Can I tell you? That what I'm preaching today is to tell you that your life debt has been paid. And I'm just reassuring you with a little bit more instruction on how to live in that favor that you currently have. And to take hold of it. Amen? Somebody say, I'm taking hold of it. I'm taking hold of it. Justification. Reconciliation. No one can justify themselves. Go to Romans 3, 21 and 22. 
The righteousness of God is what God is with respect to justice and righteousness. It is actually God himself. (laughs) Righteousness in respect is God himself. But now the righteousness of God has been revealed independently and altogether apart from the law, although actually it is attested by the law and the prophets, verse 32. Namely, the righteousness of God, which comes by believing with personal trust and confidence, reliance on on Jesus Christ, the Messiah, as is meant for all who believe, for there is no distinction. He gave a piece of himself, his son, to leave the power of himself, his Holy Spirit, to guide you and teach you and to make you righteous. So it's not just a robe of righteousness. He gave a piece of himself and breathed life into you. He put himself a piece of his DNA and said, you're now a new creation in Christ Jesus. Your DNA was shaped and changed and reformed. Your very genome was reestablished and restructured and redeemed. Every ounce of you was shattered and and sewn back together by the very glory of God. So this may be your outward shell, but you're not the same person on the inside. You may have scars of your past, but your inner self doesn't carry those same scars. You may have some mistakes that you made, but that debt has not been put on the person on the inside. You've been acquitted of all that debt. You've been redeemed of all those scars. You've been made whole again. You are completely 100% the best version of you if you've received Christ and the moment that you start living in that realm this outward realm will begin to take shape of who you really are this outward realm will no longer walk around defeated this outward realm will no longer walk walk with his head down low this outward realm will begin to produce the very manifestation of posture the very manifestation of promise this outward realm will be drawing from the inner well of our salvation as the prophets told I can tell you that this outward realm is better than what you see before I reckon These light afflictions are not worthy to be compared to the glory of God that shall be revealed in us. If you're sitting there today and you're saying, I just don't know, you don't know what I've done. Paul said, I'm the chief of sinners, but then reminded and said, I'm no longer Saul, I am Paul. And last night, if you failed in doing something, can I tell you, you've been justified for that too? If you didn't live in your forgiveness this morning, that's okay. You still have it. The only thing you can do is deny it and not believe in it. But can we switch? And today, can we say to ourselves, I'm justified. I'm redeemed. I'm paid for. I'm forgiven. Most of all, Most of all, I am a child of God. World Changes Church Gold Coast can be found at Instagram at WCC Gold Coast and on Facebook at World Changes GC. 
or you can email us, send to info at worldchangeschurch.com.au. Enjoy the rest of your day and God bless.